historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 16th of April. I am Dino, and you are? I am Ace, again this week, returning. Yeah! Oh man, it feels good to fire that off from a soundboard at my actual computer setup and everything again. (laughs) Like, Yeah. (laughs) I know. So, for a little behind the scenes uh, for listeners, uh, we haven't had the soundboard for, uh, I think, like two of the past two episodes, and we've had to, like, put the intro in afterwards, edit it in afterwards, so, yeah, uh, yeah, it's been been a thing, yeah. That's why the last two have sounded kind of weird. Yeah, it's all it's all put back together. But yeah, the last two episodes sounded kind of weird, I know. And I was on a massive delay on the yeah. on the last episode with Hunter, which was like great episode, by the way. Um, yeah, no, that was really good. Um, you have something I, very special to talk about. I uh, do. It's I'm well, I'm happy about it at least. Um, yeah. So I got my results back. I passed the bar. Um, Hell yeah, dude! It's it was awesome. yes. Well, it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> my girlfriend passed the bar way better than i did <laughs> but i did <laughs> hey a pass is a pass right that's all <laughs> like that is all that matters it doesn't matter if you're an inch or a mile past the bar you pass the bar right so yeah. i think there are i think there are three yeah. states where i didn't hit the cutoff but i hit the cutoff for everywhere else mostly so it's uh, uh yeah. no it's, that's awesome it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I I called the um. Oh, I it's called... a big deal, dude. Like you've been uh, I like ever, since I've been following you on Twitter and since like you know we first interacted. I know that this uh, you going to like law school was this huge thing, and it's so great to like be like here uh, to see you. You know, go, be along this journey, this process. So it's it's awesome. I'm always happy when my friends succeed at something. So that's great. I'm well, very thank happy. you. I'm. I'm I'm very happy with the result as well and and thank you for saying that. Um I do know the uh I'm still waiting on the results from the ethics test. Your um, microphone is a little bit stacky right now. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Let okay, me, now it's fixed. Okay, yeah. now it's fixed. I don't know what's going on. But um yeah, the, Wait, now uh, it's now it's broken again. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Here, let me just restart the call real quick and see if that lines it out. Okay. Okay, I'm back. That's better. Yeah. Um, I'm still waiting on the results from the ethics test, but uh, uh, once those come in, so long as I did well on that, then I I should be able to do the Texas law stuff, and then I'll be good to go. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I bet. I I imagine you know it's always one of those things where it's like you know the waiting game is always almost always worse than the oh, actual yeah. event itself. You know what I mean? So like. <laughs> Uh, how long were you waiting on the results? Like a month or something? I was waiting. On, I tested in uh, sort of late mid February, like oh the twenty, God. the twenty yeah, something. I can't remember. Yeah, dude, I I would be like a bundle of nerves the entire oh, man. time. <laughs> so I felt um, I felt kind of ill for the past several days, and um, uh-huh. Lady Jane theorizes that it's a come down after being wired with stress for the last. However long no, it's been. That, yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it kind of tracks. Um, but yeah, that's that's out of the way and uh, ready to keep moving forward. I know there's a um, 
what we're probably going to end up doing is me and Lady Jane are going to end up opening a practice. The primary reason I want to do that, uh, we're probably going to end up doing a, a defense practice, opening a defense practice. But the, the primary reason that I want to do that, um, look, you know, it's great to help people and, and to try and, you know, hold the state to account and all this other mm-hmm. stuff that defense attorneys do. All that's wonderful. But the real benefit that I'm going to get out of it is that I'm going to get to tell strangers in front of Lady Jane that she and I are partners in business and in life. And she's going to look at me with that acute, annoyed face that she gets when I make jokes like that. <laughs> it's like it's everywhere. It's it's on the bill on your little building. It's on the yes. card you give people. Oh, it's everywhere. Every, the tagline. It's you have it plastered on your shirt like it's in the inside of your jacket. It, it's yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. It'll yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. She 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 I, I can't wait to do that because she's going to hate it and it's gonna be so funny (laughs) but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm pretty excited about it no yeah you should be it that's awesome that is awesome do you uh does it feel like you know i i I must imagine it feels like you know because you've been you know i i've I've never been to law school obviously but you know going through law school and then finally getting uh to pass the bar that's a big deal that that's a big deal it's it's i tell you what man I'll tell you this. It's not so much an exercise in how smart you are. There are some there are some pretty sure. uh, m- mediocre people who have accomplished the very <laughs> sure. same thing. Sure. Really, what it what it tests is your ability to um, jump through hoops and deal with bullshit. Um, right. It's yes. it, that's that's what is really being tested when you try to do law school and then do the bar and all that stuff. What's actually being tested is how much bullshit can you put up with. Um, especially <laughs> during COVID, like the way that my school dealt with COVID, I was not fucking happy with the way that they dealt with it. I, many other people felt the same way at their schools, I'm sure. Um, and, and people with their workplaces and things felt the same way. So uh, it was really, that's what's being tested. It's how, how, and, and to a certain extent, how well can you navigate that bullshit? Can you, right. can you not, um, can you handle all of that bullshit while still first like still making good grades on your finals, but also like it's mostly about navigating that bullshit and not getting sucked into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. That's what's really being tested. There are some it's it's there are some people who do very well in law school who I am not fucking impressed by <laughs> as oh, sure, far as sure, intelligence, yeah. but yeah. They they handle I mean, the bullshit so, just know, as well. In, in like every every type of field, there's always going to be people who are like, "How does that guy get a job here?" You know that that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, right. Uh, it's still like I, I think it's I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you know still that's a pretty big thing in the journey to becoming. Oh yes, you know, yeah. As a you, as a yeah. life step, it's huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. No, that's awesome. That is awesome, dude. Congratulations. I am. Um, well, thank you very much. I'm 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 happy to have it over with. <laughs> um well what have you been up to recently (laughs) nothing as exciting as that in comparison (laughs) so it's like we we can go over that in like two minutes it's basically like oh well i argued on twitter um let's see i i argued on twitter a little bit more in fact my whole entire week was arguing over the garrett foster daniel perry thing which i don't want to get into in this episode we may do an episode on that we we Uh, we may do an episode on later there's also things still developing there um he sent he put in a motion for a new trial based on juror well there there was a juror who might have done really fucked up 
Uh, yeah, like legitimately. Yeah. Like, uh, he like, might actually like legitimately deserve a retrial. Yes. Um, they came, like, came into the, the, the uh, deliberations saying like, well, I googled this and that and like, ugh, you're not supposed to do that shit. Oh, right. <laughs> um, and it's not necessarily because, here's the thing that people don't really get about like jury sequestering and stuff like that. It's not because the jury's dumb. That's not, that's not why people don't want the jury looking stuff up. It's because th- the thing that is supposed to give the jurors their instructions are the jury instructions. That's what explains right. the law. That's what explains the facts that are necessary for them to come to certain findings. That's what explains the elements. The jury instructions are the Bible for the jury. Like that's, you have to right. go based on those. Um, except in instances of, of course, things like jury nullification and stuff like that. But, um, because jury nullification definitionally is no, no, no. The instructions tell us to convict. We've decided not to <laughs> like, right. like that's, but that's a different thing entirely. That's generally done for ethical reasons. What the, the problem with a juror going home and reading about the law is that they don't have the background or the expertise to understand the finer points of it. Because one of the greatest lies that's ever been told about the American legal system is that we don't have a common law or that we don't have a federal common law. That's all mm-hmm. bullshit. The law is half of half of that comes from the statute. And the other half is very particular little tweaks that are made by case law. And Mm -hmm. a juror does not have the expertise or the resources to learn all that stuff. And that's why it's dangerous when jurors go home and decide to do their own research. It's because they're, they're... It's not that they don't know what they're reading. Plenty of people can read a statute. It's that they don't have the law in full in front of them and they can't have that right. unless they're paying Lexus Nexus for a subscription. <laughs> like Right, right. Yeah, and, and honestly, like obviously, you know, of course, like, you know, juries and, and you know, uh just the courts themselves it, it can present information in a way that is incorrect sometimes, but that doesn't mean that therefore, you know, the juror should be looking up, uh, you know, things from just the news media or something, which right. is very filtered in a certain yes. direction, right? Yes. Uh, no matter what that direction is, uh, it's going to be filtered in a certain way. And as you said, it's going to miss some of the finer details and points of, right. um, you know, of that, what happened of the evidence. Yes. Um, and, but that, and that's why they tell juries not to bring any outside knowledge. What you, what's presented to you. In the, and there's other, other issues, too. There's evidentiary issues. There's things like, well, something might have been reported in the press about this case that couldn't come into evidence for some reason or another. And, mm-hmm. and you don't want the jury getting a hold of that because that was kept out of evidence for a reason. Now, you do have right. some unscrupulous things that happen there with evidence that should be in being kept out and things like that. But there's also things that can like poison the well, right? Yes, so, like, exactly. You, you know, like if you learn that, oh, in, in fourth grade, he like tortured an animal or something like that, or, you know, something yeah, that's completely yeah. irrelevant to the case or something that might make a juror hate the guy, even though <laughs> that's not what they are judging him on. That's not the point of the trial. Right. Um, and in this specific case, the, there's a, a motion for a new trial based on juror misconduct, and there's one, I believe, uh, based on uh, evidence that should have come in being kept out. Now, I read through some of that. Um, it seems to me there's a couple. There might be a good evidentiary issue there. Maybe. Um, there might have been a couple of things kept out that maybe should have come in just for their relevance, but there's... It's it's always hard to tell when you don't have the full sort of transcript of the of the proceedings. 
Um, right. And when you don't know what other evidence is attached to that, like there's there are evidentiary issues that you might have where if the if the prosecutor wants to keep something out, for example, something that makes the defendant look good, and the prosecutor wants to keep that out. There's it, there's a possibility that it could link to other evidence that would have to come in to contextualize that evidence that would be bad for the defendant. So a defense attorney may say, fine, we can keep out that piece of evidence that makes my client look good because it's going to make relevant this other piece of evidence that makes him look very bad. Right. And so that, that gets right. to stay out. Opening fine. a Pandora's box. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff, spider webs of evidence that can be related to other pieces of evidence that there might be a reason that it was kept out, even if it looks like it should have come in. So all of that to say, it's very complicated and still developing. (laughs) Um, he might deserve a new trial, uh, especially if juror misconduct is found. I'm, 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 I'm pretty unbending on that. If, if if that juror, that that's, he, he, he'll deserve a new trial if that happened. Um, yeah. But there was also some evidence, too, of um, the shooter, <laughs> uh, Perry, uh, talking to young girls. Yes, there was. That on was services released. like Kick. Uh, in fact, um, so Abbott, uh, I, you know, I don't want to get into this too long, but uh, we can talk about it for a little bit. Abbott, um, the governor of Texas, uh, declared that he was going to pardon Perry, right? Well, and, uh, he doesn't have... I do want to contextualize that, too, because I saw some confusion. Oh, yeah, the governor yeah, of Texas yeah. does not have unilateral authority to pardon a, a convicted uh, individual. The governor oh, of Texas... Okay. No, he does not. He, he, In fact, this is one of the interesting things about Texas, is we have a very sort of disparate executive. Our executive's pretty weak. Um, and so w- what he what he can do is there's a board of pardons and paroles and they can make Mm. recommendations to the governor. Um, and the governor can, can ultimately follow them or not, but the, but he can't unilaterally, he can't without the board of pardons and paroles, giving him the recommendation. He can't just pardon someone. I see. Okay. Okay. Which is why political statement. Yes. That's why Bennett was saying that everything Abbott was doing was just to keep the rubes happy because, Uh The board of pardons and paroles are the ones that are going to have to make that decision, and I, see. I don't see it happening. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the judge that so the transcripts of like the evidence that was presented to the jury, I believe in full. Um, I don't know about that all, but a lot of the evidence that was pre- brought up at trial was released in like a PDF document by the judge. That was court, an whatever. evidentiary motion by the state. So what that document okay. was, was it was a motion to bring in this evidence by the state. I'm sure some of it came in. I'm sure some of it was left out. But okay, the state gotcha. that's but, all stuff the state wanted to bring, that whole document. Gotcha. But inside there, there are some... Uh, very groomer-ish, uh, pedo, oh, yeah. uh, things that would lead you to believe that, yeah, maybe, you know, uh, now look, I'm a prison abolitionist. I don't want, I don't even think Daniel Perry should go to jail, but the idea that he uniquely deserves over other people, over anyone else is kind of, uh, right. you know, right. Uh, it, it seems, that seems very much like a political thing. Yes, it is. Well, the, the, they want another written house. Um, right. It seems to me, uh, I don't want to get too much into the actual particulars of the case. Cause again, yeah. there might be a new trial, which means new evidence and right. you know, the whole other thing. So I, I don't want to get too much into what I think the outcome should be based on what, mm-hmm. what was out. 
um, when he was first convicted. I think the conviction's probably fair. Um, mm-hmm. But even outside of that, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm not, <clears throat> I appear wishy-washy. I'm not wishy-washy on thinking the conviction's fair. I do think it's totally fair based on what we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I'm reticent on is that new trial thing. Uh, so if he gets a new trial, it could change the whole thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say too much about it, at least not right now. But No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, it is an interesting case. <clears throat> it is an interesting case, and I do want to talk about it. Um, we just don't know enough right now, because a lot of that stuff needs to come out. Uh, more, more documents need to filter out, especially. But it mm-hmm. was funny that it's like this dude's texting minors on kick. <laughs> I also think, like, it's also funny, so I do want to mention that it's just so strange, like, the cultural times we live in, where, uh, so he, from my understanding, he was a police officer, he's also, from my understanding, a furry, is is that correct? Uh, Perry? That's what I've heard. I know Perry was in the army, I think. But I am not sure about his background That's at all. Heart. I'm not 100% sure. Let me could do a be. quick Google search and see if I get clickbaited or something. It could be. I know he had, based on, while you do that, I know he had, uh, based on the, the state's requested evidence, um, I know he has great taste in boog memes. <laughs> there were a few boog memes described in that in that. In that, uh, in the state's request for evidence, that I was like, wait a minute, I think I posted that one too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the state's gonna go for everything they can to make somebody look bad, right? So if they if they posted a boog meme that legitimately I think it was pretty funny and good, um, they're gonna try and get that in, put it in front of a jury, make it seem like he's a madman who just wants to kill people and all this other stuff. Like that's that's what how they want the the the. Uh, the the accused to appear to the jury. And so they're going to try and bring all mm-hmm. that stuff in, even if it's ultimately harmless, like a boog meme. Um, have you found anything on that, on his background? Yeah. I, so I've seen people saying he was a furry, but I don't, I can't find a direct like link to anything that shows that he was. So maybe not, maybe strike that from the record. For yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he may be, you know, he could be uh, anyone could be. A, Anyone could be. We all could be. We could all be furries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I know he was. That's I know he American was in the military. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if he was in the American military, then the chance of him being a furry is probably pretty high. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it increases exponentially. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Well, speaking of legal issues like this, you'd brought something up before we started talking about um, mm-hmm. Florida. Uh, yes. Is there's a law working through the Florida government um, on uh, this comes from Reuters on April 14th. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to sign a bill on Friday, allowing juries to recommend the death penalty in capital cases in an eight to four vote. A move spurred by the less-than-unanimous vote that led to the Parkland school shooter being sentenced to life in prison. Uh, The state's Republican-led House representatives approved the measure with an 80-to-30 vote on Thursday, following Republican-controlled state Senate's approval in March. If the Republican governor signs the bill into law, Florida prosecutors trying capital felony cases would need to convince only two-thirds of the 12-member jury that anyone who's convicted deserves a death penalty rather than a unanimous decision by a jury. So, 
This is for jury sentencing, which in Texas is an option. Uh, I believe, I'm not sure if it's an option in capital cases, but I know it is in all other cases. In Texas, you can have the jury sentence you or the judge sentence you. I don't know what the rule is on that in Florida, but in apparently based, if this law was signed, and I actually am not sure if it was or not, um, then the uh, a jury, a non-unanimous jury, apparently up to what the eight to four, so anything mm-hmm. greater than an eight-person vote for the death penalty would carry, and yeah. uh, capital punishment would be uh, then in play for the defendant. I find this weird, and. I find it weird, not not because it's a state trying to do something fucky with capital punishment that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I find it weird because in 2016, the Florida Supreme Court, uh, there was a, a similar bill that went through whereby a defendant uh, only needed a supermajority of the, I think it was 10 uh, jurors, a supermajority of the jury in order to be sentenced to death. Um, that bill was passed in Florida, this is Flor- and the Florida Supreme Court, this uh, comes from the Miami Herald, uh, when was this published? Uh, October 14th, 2016, the Florida Supreme Court ruled Friday that Florida's revamped death penalty law is unconstitutional, declaring that death sentences must be determined by a unanimous jury and triggering the potential resentencing of hundreds of inmates on death row. In a 5-2 ruling, the court ordered Governor Rick Scott and the legislature to try again to rewrite the law that allowed for 10 members of a 12-member jury to impose the death sentence. The court went beyond imposing a unanimous jury. It also raised the bar in capital cases by declaring that juries, not judges, must unanimously agree on all components of the evidence relating to the death sentence. So, under the Florida Constitution, based on the precedent of the Florida Supreme Court, that's illegal. You can't have a non-unanimous death sentence. (laughs) And so the state's trying to say, but yeah, but what if we just did it again? Right. What if we just, you know, what if we just tried again? I don't know what's changed since this case. Mm. Uh, I don't know if there's been any churn in the Florida Supreme Court. I don't know if, um, I, I don't know if, if, if they're trying to package an amendment with this, maybe. I, I, I don't know. But according to the Florida Constitution in 2016, you can't do this. You can't have a non-unanimous death sentence. Um, I think there's only one other state that has non-unanimous death sentences. I think it's Alabama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what, that's what I first, I knew there was something weird about it when I first saw that story. And then mm-hmm. I did a little bit of looking and that's what I found was that in 2016, the Florida Supreme Court says, no, death, death penalty has to be unanimous. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, I, obviously, you know, we, we don't know everything about this, but do you think that is actually going to go through or do you think it's going to be struck down like it was last time? Well, depending if there's been churn in the Florida Supreme court and they have new, new justices, it could theoretically Mm -hmm. be upheld. Um, if there hasn't been, if the makeup of the Florida Supreme court is pretty much the same now as it was then, uh, then no, I, I, Mm -hmm. I don't see why a court, especially if the majority is the same, I don't see why a court, would overturn its own precedent like that. I know that this law is being passed because of the Parkland shooter and the fact that a non-unanimous jury verdict landed him with life as opposed to uh, the death penalty. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I, maybe emotions could rule the day. I don't know, but but precedent would would say that this this is illegal. They can't do that. Uh, so it 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 I, again. It depends on what the on how much the makeup of the Florida Supreme Court has changed since then. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Or if there were an amendment packaged with it. If there were an amendment packaged with the legislation, you're just changing what the Constitution says, and the court can't say anything about it. Right. Because the, the, a constitutional amendment, contrary to what a lot of conservatives seem to think, a constitutional amendment does, in fact, change the Constitution. There's no such thing yeah. as an unconstitutional constitutional amendment. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't have it. It doesn't exist. Right. Once you allow constitutional amendments as, uh, like, legally justifies or justified or permittable, then the whole thing is open to, like, a yeah. change. Right? Yeah. You yeah. can rewrite it's... the whole thing overnight, pass it as an yeah. amendment, and you're good to go. Yep. Um, so that's why I know I know conservatives hate that, but that's the truth of the matter. If they wanted to pass an amendment to get rid of the Second Amendment or the First Amendment, they could do it. <laughs> it's yeah. it's literally changing the words in the Constitution. Right. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's that was an interesting story uh, that came out of there. You had something too, didn't you? Um, yes. Yeah. Um. So recently, I think this has probably been the biggest news story, probably uh, maybe besides for the Daniel Perry uh, conviction, um, which was uh, an Air National Guardsman, a a kid. He was 21 years old, was arrested over the week um, in response to uh, leaking classified Pentagon documents. Um, (laughs) To his Discord chat. He leaked them to his Discord chat. Um, he, At least it wasn't War name. Thunder again, or whatever the fuck the game uh, is. Right, yeah. War Thunder and Minecraft, the OG yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he, he leaked them over Discord, and he went by the Discord username Jack the Dripper. <laughs> That's not a bad name. I kind of like good. that. <laughs> good. And his, uh, so yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, um, I believe it was, it actually was a Minecraft board. So it, you know, it, it's Minecraft back at it again. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was a Minecraft Discord or just a gaming Discord in general. It might have been, but it was uh, the the name of the server was Thug Shake- Shaker Central. That was the chat. <laughs> I love so, it. He was a member. He was a member uh, of this uh, of this chat room, and apparently, from from what I understand. Um, he leaked these documents, not for necessarily for altruistic reasons or because he thought, you know, the American public deserves to know or anything like that. No, no, no. He leaked them because apparently his friends, uh, like, didn't believe that he was, he had this information and they called him a cuck uh, and <laughs> that he had no balls. <laughs> <laughs> no balls. You won't leak the classified intel. No balls. Yeah, no balls. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so, uh, you know, obviously he's like, no, you know, I'm no bitch. Uh, and he, he does. He <laughs> leaks them uh, to impress his uh, Discord friends. Um, yeah. And he was arrested over the week. Uh, his name is, uh, uh, what, oh God, what is it? Uh, why, am I, why is it not in the front? Why is it not in the... It should tell me his name right immediately. It's unbelievable. <laughs> okay. 
Um, it was Jack's uh, Jack uh, T E I X E I R A. Texaria. Texaria? I don't. Tykes, I, well, I'm, if it's, I don't know. I mean, if it's Hispanic, that. it would be like Tiaria, wouldn't it? Oh, right. That's right. Tiaria? Tiaia? Tiaia? I don't know. I don't we're, fucking we're know. We're butchering this man's <laughs> name. Uh, and, you know, I'm just going to call him Jack the Dripper. Yes. Uh, that is his name um, going forward. Uh, so, yeah, he. Um, so FBI investigators arrested Jack. And I don't know if you saw the like the photos or the footage that came out of this, but they rolled up to his home. It was a it was a huge show. Oh, it dude, was it was they were all in kit. Like it was it was real. Yeah, yeah. They like they acted like there was like a terrorist like holdout in one of the houses uh, in this neighborhood. Oh yeah, that's what they rolled up as. And so they had they were all kitted out. They had plates on, uh, all, you know, ARs uh, strapped. Um, yeah, all out, and they had like I think they had some MRAPs there too. It was insane. It was absolutely just an insane show <laughs> uh, to arrest this twenty-one year old kid in basketball shorts. Yeah, yeah. So he's just some he's just some kid. He's in red basketball shorts in the in the picture. Uh, his hands are behind his back, and yeah. So uh, they said um, this is from the Daily Mail. Um, uh, so um, after they arrested him as a part of the investigation, um, uh, alleged unauthorized removal, removal uh, retention and transmission of classified national defense information. That That's what he was officially charged with. Yeah. Um, uh, they say this is the most embarrassing security breach for any U.S. administration WikiLeaks almost a decade ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was a member of the intelligence wing of the Massachusetts National Air Guard um, and the ringleader of an online group chat where he allegedly uh, published top secret Pentagon documents under the username Jack the Dripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh yeah, so uh, free this man for yes. once. Uh, yes. Free this man immediately. Uh, he did nothing wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, this is like, and this was a huge, like, this was a lot of leaked information, dude. This wasn't, just, you know, a, oh, a little yeah. bit. This had information about Ukraine, a bunch of uh, a bunch of other, like, you know, very important things that the U.S. probably did not want to get out. Included information um, suggesting Ukraine will soon run out of artillery and potentially risking yes. U.S. intelligence sources around the world. Yes, which is not what you would hear from the ad, the, the normal presentation of how the war no. is going, right? It sounds like it's like this tug of war, like they're locked in, in stalemate almost. Or if not, you know, Ukraine is pushing back Russia. But it, it really, according to this leaked document... Uh, it doesn't appear that's the case. Um, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, so it, it's crazy. Uh, the, yeah, this kid... Uh, <laughs> this is, Okay, the part that is just so funny, though, to me, is that this all happened uh, because he got called out by his friends <laughs> on a Discord. <laughs> uh, oh. One of the members of the group described him as a young, charismatic man who loves nature, God, shooting guns, and racing cars. Sounds like a good guy to me. <laughs> right, yeah, free this man. Yeah. No, really, yeah, this is, yeah, this is awful. Uh, oh, yeah, he, the charges, he, apparently he could carry up to 10 to 15 years of imprisonment if he's uh, uh, convicted. <laughs> oh, man. Insane. 
insane. This is this is just oh my god! I love the internet. Yeah, I love yeah. the internet. The information wants to be free, and even if it's as right. simple as telling a guy he's got no balls, it will be free. Right. <laughs> 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 I'd like to imagine that's how like the news will get out one day and be like no balls. Yeah, you won't post exactly. Someone balls. just tells Trump no balls. No balls. You won't post the nuclear codes right now. No balls. You won't you won't distribute the, the schematics for the nuclear football. No balls. Yeah, yeah. No balls. You won't make the nuclear football open source. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh man, that's funny. Oh. And of oh, course, boy. you had a bunch of people like, oh, he should be in prison. And of course, yeah. you know, the normal like conservatives and, and liberals and all of them. All, all, it's amazing how conservatives and liberals and even like some really bad libertarians all unite on the worst possible issues. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I can be awful on this issue. Fantastic. I'm going to be unified with every other political, uh, you know, fragment uh, in America in supporting this awful thing. Uh <laughs> It's the same right. people who hate Assange and Snowden and all that other stuff. Like it's the it's the same people. That it's I'm I'm again. There's nothing. I mean, of course, legally this is a problem, but there's nothing in yeah, my legal, view right. morally wrong with right. with releasing uh, secret U.S. intelligence. Well, why don't we apply the government standard to itself? If they have nothing to, to hide, why then you know it should be free. Like, yeah, what, sure. Why would you hide anything? If you Are have you nothing, doing something illegal. If you got nothing to hide, you got nothing to fear. So why would you? Right, exactly. Why would you want to keep secrets? Exactly. I, I, mm, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me, at least. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've even seen some people critiquing him in particular who would like otherwise would support Assange. But it's like, well, he did it uh, not for, you know, any good reason. It's like, I don't care. I don't There's care no what better reason, reason than to prove to your friends you're not a cock. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, if you're going to go and say like, oh, well, you know, he uh, sure he just did this because, you know, he wanted to act all tough in front of his friends. Okay. And that's what, what? builds that's what builds civilizations. It's a bunch of guys <laughs> trying to convince other guys. You won't go over there and kill that lion. No ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> I just love the fact that right next to this story is a bunch of celebrity gossip on the page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I love Clown World. It's my favorite world. <laughs> Free Jack the Dripper. Free Jack Free the now. Dripper. <laughs> I really, I, I, I find that I love the internet. I fucking love the internet. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> I mean, some people were, you know, some people were obviously arguing that, oh, well, you know, with the release of this information, this uh, puts the U.S. at a lower, um, you know, at more of a geographical, a political, uh, a political geographical risk compared to like China or something who now has this information and can use it against us. Well, it sounds like a personal problem for the U.S. government. Doesn't yeah. It? Yeah. You know what I mean? That like, like well, sucks to be them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was looking to, you know, there's all this stuff. I wanted to ask you a question. This is kind of off topic, but it's kind of, you're, you're saying that made me think of this. Um, why are people acting like a war to defend Taiwan is a given? 
Um, I, are you talking about like why they think like the U.S. would intervene? Yes. Or, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think it's because there's been a lot of like uh, I've seen a lot of like GOP and even like uh, Democrats um, talking about like you know we must you know protect Taiwan or protect you know democracy and all this bullshit the same thing they do for all these things but uh i, I kind of see this as just bolstering i don't see any evidence that this would yeah it's ha- it just sounds no. like saber rattling we've had a we've had the one china policy since 1973 i looked it up um uh-huh. 1973 is how long the united states has ignored the fact that china has been a constant threat to taiwan and now you got a bunch of people right. in the u.s acting like oh no we're definitely going to defend taiwan what yeah why you have you've uh, had 50 years right and it's also you know you know I, I think a lot of people in washington are very stupid i don't know how stupid they would have to be to try to get into a hot war with china um yeah it seems ridiculous yeah yeah so it it seems to me that like it's just political bolstering like i don't think i can't foresee that that would actually happen uh, you know, maybe I'm overestimating intelligence a little bit, uh, but well, I, mean, I, I don't see that as a thing. To, I guess to, to provide a counterexample, these are the same people who said, well, we don't care if, the, if, the, if Iraq in Syria establishes a caliphate as long as they take out Assad. And then Al-Qaeda in Syria turned around and started walking toward Baghdad and called themselves ISIS. So right. it's, it's like, the same people. <laughs> Started driving towards Baghdad in the USM wraps. And yes, just exactly. Like, yeah. It's just, <laughs> hmm. Well, we seem to have made a miscalculation. Here. Yeah, minor yeah. miscalculation. A little, just a little oopsie. You know? <laughs> uh, anyone. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, anyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, um, yeah. I don't know. I, it just, it just confuses me. I thought it seems like a. It seems like an outside chance to me. I mean, it's 50 years of the one yeah, China yeah. policy. Uh, and and yeah. here's the other thing I was thinking about, too. You know, if if China decides to take Taiwan, that's it for TSMC. I mean, that, that's oh, yeah. like TSMC makes everybody's chips except for Intel's, right? That, I, I've seen some people use that as a justification for why we need to invade. They're like, well, they would have a monopoly on chip making then. Uh, I mean, I don't uh, think the chip fabs would survive a Chinese invasion. Right. China would have to really try to make sure that they don't destroy them, which I guess they could theoretically do. But then on the other side, can they even run them? (laughs) Because the Chinese chip fabs that they've been trying to spin up are running on like old school Texas Instruments tech. Like they're mm-hmm. not, it, it's not, you know, TSMC's five nanometer process they're building over in China. It's, it's nowhere near that. So I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I, I don't, I, could they even run a TSMC chip fab? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just, uh, I don't, I don't, I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced. Uh, yeah, it seems like bolstering to me, but you know, I, I don't want to like downplay it like you know there, there's bolstering and then there's hey we should get into world war three bolstering well right right, uh, right one you know where it's like hmm maybe you should just shut up and yeah. not talk yeah <laughs> maybe stop um yeah, the TSMC, maybe- i bring up the tsmc thing because the u.s has been super concerned about not having 
uh, the same power that it once had as far as chip fabrication goes. I mean, throwing all kinds of money at Intel to build more fabs, trying to get... I mean, Intel would be the world leader in chip manufacturing if TSMC went away. Mm-hmm. So I'm not... I, I, I just don't... I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. It... it mm. It it just seems like an outside chance to me. Everyone's acting like it's a like it's a given. It it seems unlikely. All this seems like just you know anti China uh, you know posturing and and uh, you know bravado. It's I agree. like you know trying to ban TikTok because of the you know Chinese influence and stuff like. Uh, oh, we need to talk about it, that fucking law one of these days. Yeah, dude, it uh, is bad. It's, it's really, really bad. bad. It's, it's it's like no, it's Patriot Act bad. Yeah, like, that's how bad. That Bill is. You know what they're going to um, try and ban with it first thing once they're done with TikTok? Encryption? Encryption. Yeah. 100%. Oh, we yeah. talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. They're they're absolutely going to go after encryption. Yeah. No, they 100% will try. They've been trying to do it for a long time. They Yep. That's one of their concerns with like certain uh, Bitcoin and other cryptos is, is encryption. Uh, they, they, it's been in their sight lines for like uh, almost oh, yeah. a decade. Now. There was a uh, there was and, a bill introduced not long ago that was just a straight up ban on cryptography, like yep. like like uh, consumer available cryptography. Right. So I'm I'm ugh. yeah. Yep. We're have to talk about that uh, one of these days. Yeah, no, it, because that is awful. But, but but to the broader point, like if they really wanted to ban things, if, if their whole argument about banning TikTok is well, there's Chinese influence or what? It's like, do you know how many like corporations in America or how many services you use on a daily basis that have some Chinese investments in them? Like real, like <laughs> you know have, what I mean? If you like, have a cell phone, like the Qualcomm is a Chinese company that make Chinese chips. You're running a Chinese yeah. kernel on your cell phone. Right. Like, I, I don't... Uh... Also, you know, oh, we don't want uh, the Chinese government to have this information, but if the U.S. government's spying on us, that's A-OK. That's perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, I don't it, have a problem with... Yeah, the, 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 everything Snowden told us was happening, that's all cool. I'm worried about the Chinese. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's fucking China gonna do to you? What is China going to right. do to you in fucking... You're sitting you know, in the middle of goddamn you know, Texas. You know what really pisses me off about the whole Chinese, uh, the scaremongering, uh, is that, like, all the arguments from the United States about, uh, like, you know, oh, well, you know, China is buying up all these properties, they're out-competing us economically, you know, blah, 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 all this shit. Uh, this is all because of the United States' fault. Like, oh, I regulated businesses out of existence in my in the United yep. States, yep. and then they went over to China, and then China seized on this economic opportunity and started out competing many places in the United States, which obviously drew businesses over there. Uh, and, and then they're blaming China because essentially, uh, you know, their policy in China is, you know, horrible. Like, I'm not trying to, like, defend China here. Like, their policies as a state are absolutely atrocious. Sure, like, but mon- they seize the opportunity. Yes, economically, they seize the opportunity. So, like, <laughs> so the United States has no one to blame but themselves as yeah. far as, you know, what economically caused this mess in the first place. Yeah, just not being competitive. I mean, we had the same conversation about the Tucker Carlson thing, about wanting to wanting to block self-driving vehicles and stuff like that in the United States. Well, I mean, and if you want to lose... Yeah, and being <laughs> scared of China at the same time. If you want to lose, a, if you want to lose an economic war, stifling innovation is how you do that. And and that's uh, it's the same kind of conversation where it's like you've 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 right. you've destroyed your own economy and now you're upset that China's winning. Well, maybe try to win again. It's also 
Exactly. It's all. It's very similar to like the arguments that well, we need to you know slow down innovations in AI. Uh, well, it's like okay, well you do that. Other people who don't want to shit slow down are not going. So therefore, right. you're just kind of like shooting yourself in the foot there in the, in yeah. the long run. Um, yeah. It seems so weird to me. All those policies that people are pushing for, and frankly, the United States uh, monetary policy for the past, like, well, for a very long time, but especially over the last decade or so, just seems like a suicide run to me. Like, it's really fucking bad. Like, being being really angry about the fact that you're losing to, like, I mean, we just saw, what was that development that happened recently? And, and we didn't talk about it on the show, but um, I think it was... Uh, I think it was the Chinese yuan. Um, the the Saudis. Uh, yeah, the Saudis were going to start selling oil in Chinese yuan. Yeah. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, this this is from Axios in uh, March eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Now, there's more recent development on this. Uh, let me. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. From oilprice.com. This will be a nice piece. Um, April 4th, 2023. China and Russia look to challenge the petrodollar. Uh, the increasingly close relations between China and Russia and the Chinese push to make its currency more relevant to the global markets are challenging the dominance of the petrodollar. The U.S. dollar, which has been the currency of choice in oil trade since the 1970s, is the dominant currency in the market and global currency reserves. But several recent deals and highest and highest level summits have sought to undermine the dollar's dominance. A new geopolitical, uh, the new geopolitical alliances where China and Russia are working to oppose U.S.-led galore could undermine the petrodollar. China has been looking for years to establish more trade deals with the yuan to increase uh, the relevance of its currency on the global markets and challenge the U.S. dollar's dominance. Um, during a landmark visit to Saudi Arabia's capital, uh, uh, Riyadh, yes, that's how you pronounce that. I've only ever heard it said. I've never actually read the word Riyadh. Um, in December, Chinese President Xi Jinping said that China and the Arab Gulf nations should use the Shanghai Petroleum and National Gas Exchange as a platform to carry out Yuan's settlement of oil and gas trades. Quote, China will continue to import large quantities of crude oil from GCC countries, expand imports of liquefied uh, natural gas, strengthen cooperation in upstream oil and gas development, engineering services, storage, transportation, refining, make full use of the Shanghai Petroleum and Natural Gas Exchange as a platform to carry out Yuan's settlement of, for oil and gas trade. Um... <clears throat> Uh, we support uh, the use of Chinese yuan in payments between Russia and countries of Asia, Africa, and Latin America. Putin was quoted uh, as saying in the Russian media. Now, this is the thing that everyone was concerned about for this exact thing was the. You remember the days of the gold dinar when everyone was worried about the gold dinar? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, everyone. The thing that everyone was scared about happening with the gold dinar is happening with the Chinese yuan. Um, the, 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 the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, have started to shift now toward trading, uh, for, uh, trading on the global market in the yuan. 
So trading things like oil, which means, and the reason that's bad is because the reserve currency, right, is 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 mm-hmm. dependent on that. The United States yes. dollar's position as the reserve. That's why that's why the dollar's still floating is because everyone's got a ton of right. it, and nobody yes. wants their investment to fall apart. But right. if that and shifts, the moment, yeah, the moment people stop using the dollar, uh, it can come down like. A- oh yeah, yeah, it will collapse. Because it will be allowed to. Because yeah. nobody cares anymore. It, it, once again, it's not the reserve this, currency anymore. This whole thing is all the United States' fault. Mm-hmm. For, all the, for all of the, you know, talks about though, blaming China and, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. It's the fact that, no, you just got economically outcompeted. And you hurt your own economic system in the United States. You hurt the people in the United States through your regulations, so much so that they fled to China uh, to escape uh, many of these businesses because it was just more economically efficient to be in China and have your your business like in there. Yeah. Uh, and then and then when they and then the talks about adding you know sanctions or not sanctions but uh, uh, tariff stuff like that, uh, you know it's like. Okay, so now you're going to hurt your consumers now to prop up the producers in, in America. At a time, too. I mean, you think about what they've been doing of with... inflation. Of inflation. And also, you think about what they've been doing with oil production in the United States. I was having this conversation the other day. The yes. oil production in the United States is down. The Biden administration is attacking oil production. Um, and say what you will about Trump, but during Trump's presidency, the U.S. was a net exporter. Mm-hmm. That's not the case mm-hmm. under Biden. Um, Biden has stopped drilling and stopped development of a bunch of oil projects, and he stopped drilling in things like national parks and, I believe, shorelines, certain shorelines. So Biden has been attacking the fossil fuel industry at a time when, if the United States were flooding the world market with oil as as cheaply as we could, I mean, it's it's difficult for the U.S. to make a lot of money on oil under, like, 40 bucks a barrel, um, because a lot of our oil is hard to get to. Uh, or at least the methods that we get to it are more difficult than the Saudis who can drop a screwdriver in the desert and oil comes up. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but but the, uh, the U.S. has been killing oil production and stopping exporting at a time when the, the, if, you, if you wanted to attack the Chinese yuan, you need to be selling oil in dollars and saying we only take dollars. This so now it's it's my turn now to talk about it's my turn to like be very monocausal in my accusation about what the main issue of here is and uh, this all goes back to the fact that the United States did not invest in nuclear energy. Yes, so the absolutely. Whole thing, the whole entire thing. The if if we had if the United States had invested in nuclear energy in the fifties and actually stuck with it, right? Not not what they did where they tried to you know where they used it as a weapon but actually used it for, like, you know, energy purposes. Um, uh, we, we would not be stranglehold on Saudi Arabia, which right. then b- makes us, you know, involved in all these other, like, uh, political, geopolitical conflicts in the area to defend the America's interests with Saudi Arabia. Uh, oh, the yeah. whole entire thing, and I, I know I'm sounding, like, very monocular, but I truly believe it is the primary driver of that is because we would not be in the now if the united states had invested in nuclear and uh you know and, and you know for the people who are all about you know well trying to transition to other energy sources i think like i, I think they're they're correct in the sense that you know it's not good necessarily to be so strangle be, be have a, um, 
you know, be essentially strangled by Saudi Arabia with their oil production. And they want to try to, you know, get ahead of that by using other energy sources that, you know, it, you, there's more, you know, more competition, I guess, uh, to say. But yeah. the problem is uh, that, ener- that you know, it, solar is not where it needs to be. No. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a renewables, good you know, Renewables it's good just aren't there yet. They're just yeah, not like there yet. Solar, yeah, solar, you know, wind, these are good things that supplement energy. You know, you can have them as supplements, and I think they work really well in that area. But as a, a primary source, I don't think it's there yet. No, you Whereas, still have to you have know, a high-capacity source in order to actually fill your grid. And, and right. fossil has been what the U.S. has used forever, but... Yeah. <sighs> if they had actually invested in nuclear energy, I truly believe things would be radically different. Even if, <laughs> even if people take umbrage with your kind of monocausal mono right sort of view on that, uh, it is a mono-solution to the problem. Um, yes, it's, yes. it's <laughs> energy right. independence via nukes is probably the best way forward, and nobody wants to fucking yeah. do it. <laughs> and it's one of the cleanest energy sources in the world. Yes. So, like the environmentalists, the all the environmental. If you're an who aren't like uh, in favor of nuclear technology, I think you're larping. Yes. Uh, or you're just uninformed. Yeah. Um, well, that was one of the. That's one of the things too. It feels like we're going back in fucking time. Germany just shut down a bunch of nukes. Germany. Yeah. Germany just shut down a shitload of reactors. They're they're basically giving up on nuclear, which I am flabbergasted by. It's insane to me. At a time when their energy prices are unpredictable. I mean, we're going into the summer, right? But. At a time when their energy when their energy prices are unpredictable as a result of what's happening with Russia and all this other stuff, like there's why 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 would you ever do that? And it's the environmentalists who are celebrating. It's got nothing to do with like it's there's no economic calculus being done. It's environmentalists who are celebrating. It's like how are environmentalists this fucking powerful? Yeah, and also why are they this stupid? Yeah. (laughs) Like, and I'm not saying that, you know, it, it, you're stupid if you care about the environment. I'm saying uh, you're stupid if you think nuclear energy uh, is some, like, horrible monster that you need to be rid of. When, in oh, fact, yeah. it is the solution to many of the ills that you, you find horrible. Well, a lot of people um, are afraid of, like, 1960s, 1970s nuclear tech, which makes a certain yeah. amount of sense. But the current shit is Chernobyl. goddamn good. And Chernobyl was not, uh, uh, you know, the lesson from Chernobyl was not that nuclear energy is uniquely dangerous. It's that the communists sucked. Yeah. Yeah. That is is the lesson from Chernobyl. And the lesson from Fukushima, I mean, this is one of the things everybody's all scared of Fukushima and stuff. But the lesson from that is Mm -hmm. don't put your nuke there and also update your shit. Right. Fukushima was an old reactor. That was not, right. it, it, it's not, it wasn't up to snuff with the current tech. And, and the current nuclear right. tech is really, really, really fucking good and very, very yeah. stable. And it eats its own goddamn waste. Like, there's no. But there's uh, also subtypes of, of, like, you know, there's also subcategories of, like, nuke, uh, I guess, technology, such as thorium. Yep, thorium um, reactors. Uh, 
that thorium reactors that don't do are not as dangerous as traditional like nuclear reactors. Yeah, uh, and I'm not saying they're dangerous, but I'm saying thorium is even le- much less dangerous than that, and those are still not widely like produced. Yeah, um, and it's 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 tragic. But it would be like, a perfect time things- because the tech yeah. is there and it's good right now. Like there's yeah. no there's no if the U.S. <clears throat> decided to invest in nukes, it's the perfect time to build. Uh, to to if if you're concerned about safety, if you're concerned about cleanliness, it's the perfect time to build right. nukes right now. Because even if if you if you did, and they're still around in twenty years, they're still damn good. Yeah, if you want to be energy, if you want your country to be energy independent and not have, uh, this quasi monopoly in Saudi Arabia for oil production, uh, then yeah, you should. You should absolutely support nuclear energy. And it's one of those things that this is one of those uh, issues that I, I like got said about. Uh, yeah. It's like, do you know how much better the world would be? How many more people, like, you know, even thinking like far down the line about like how much advancements in technology we would have because we would have this, uh, you know, we would have so much energy, resources could be shifted. If you want, if you want what m- we could meaningful adoption of EVs, consistent, cheap, Power is what you need, and and that's what provided by nukes. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and you know, there's so many like trickle down effects that that uh, would uh, um, alleviate or help that mode that are like people's pet issues, like uh, the fact that oh, well, you know, all these prices are so high for houses. That I mean, it, that's not solar energy isn't the sole reason for that, but sure. it's certainly part of it. Um, and you know, all these type of utilities. It's just too expensive, you know, homelessness, you know, you can't pay your uh, utility bills, things like that, or that your utilities get shut off, all that shit. The the fact that we could have had this and we don't, and yeah. the untold cost um, that we cannot calculate, uh, because it's just, you know, we, we can't, you know, uh, judge uh, a counterfactual. Really. I would actually, I would uh, like an economist to sit down and try and do that. I would like an economist like to sit it. down and try and give a conservative, not, not overblown or whatever, just a conservative estimate of the opportunity cost of U.S. reliance on fossil instead of nuke. For and even that would not out. even, like, kind of scratch the surface of how much I think the cost actually is, because then yeah. you have to think about, like, how, what are the things we just can't calculate? All the downstream like effects. Might have died. Exactly. How many people died uh, or something or had some horrible illness or something like that because we did not have this energy and because we efficient energy, resources were more allocated to the, you know, energy production in the United States rather than, you know, um, advancements in medical technology or something yeah. like that. You know, just uh, things far out there, uh, far downstream from it. Yeah. You know, just things like that. Things you can't re- reasonably calculate. Um, well, how many cases of fucking about, black yeah. lung are there that there wouldn't be yeah. if everything wasn't coal fired? Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, I just, like, like when, the, it, when, it when people are like, uh, yeah, when people are like, well, you know, we shouldn't be, you know, uh, we shouldn't be so attached to oil. Um, it's like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think you're right, but then you you go and talk about like you know wind power or something, and every it's like everyone is ignoring the obvious elephant. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It's like it's so enraging to me. It's it. What bothers me about it too is that people lie to themselves about a lot of the renewables. Like I, I'm I don't really have a problem with renewables. I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I think yeah, the future of solar is personal. 
Oh, yeah. The future I, I mean, of solar is like yeah. personal solar. If you've got land for it, lay out some solar and, and start Absolutely. generating your own yeah. power. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I think on an individual level, I think a lot of these, uh, like renewable energy, I think that can work, absolutely. As you said, like if you're out like in, in the country or something, out on a farm and you want mm-hmm. to apply your own energy, I think those are very good solutions. Yeah. Um, uh, for society-wide, I don't think they, they have a deuce. No. They're not um, efficient enough. Uh, They're just not yeah. efficient enough. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a shame. It's a shame that people are so hell-bent on making technologies that are not going to be that efficient. Look, you're never going to get a solar cell that's more efficient than nuclear power. It is not. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, uh, it, it, it's, it is disgusting. And you're right. It, it's, it's like, if energy independence like, it, were the goal, that would be one, one way to start working toward that. I don't think it would solve the oil problems necessarily, but... As right. far as like LNG that's used in in electricity production, coal that's used in electricity production, um, but it would it'd make it less reliant on oil, which would make it less of a problem. It wouldn't, especially problem, if you make EVs be... more more uh, viable. Right. Um, right. Yeah, absolutely, it makes a difference. Yeah, uh, that that's just something that always like pisses me off. Is it's like it it, it will. I, I truly believe that nuclear, and I don't I don't think I've never looked into like nuclear energy. Look into it yourself, uh, because it truly is when you start actually reading about it, it's like, oh, uh, this could actually solve so many like societal issues that people seem to have. uh, And no one wants to address the existence of nuclear energy. Or if they do, they want to uh, treat it as like some nuclear Armageddon thing that it's like this Pandora's box. Like once we, you know, have nuclear power plants and everyone, you know, is all children and within a a hundred mile radius or third eye. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, dude. Okay, so I had this thought earlier. I can't remember why I was, I was talking to Lady Jane about something, and it made me remember one of the earliest Photoshops I ever saw on the internet, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> there was a guy who posted on a forum way back in the day. I think it was 2004, because the, the caption on the image is 2004. The image is captioned, Miss Chernobyl 2004. And it was posted on an image board, uh, and I ran across it many, many, many years ago. And it's a Photoshop of a swimsuit model, but they gave her two butt cracks. That's the only change. <laughs> She's in a swimsuit, and the swims- they, but they gave her basically a third butt cheek between her two butt cheeks, and she has two butt cracks. And it makes me laugh <laughs> to this day. <laughs> And that is why, kids, you never adopt nuclear energy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. like a, it's a really early Photoshop, and it just killed me. You reminded me of it. Um, if you can, pull, pull, if you're listening to this and, and you're not driving or whatever, pull that up. Just Google Miss Chernobyl 2004, and you'll find it. It is. It, it, I don't know why. I think it's the subtlety. It's just two butts. That's all it is. That's the <laughs> only change. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, uh, I find it it tickles me. I don't know why. <laughs> Cuz I'm a child. <laughs> um okay. So here, let's do let's do um fuck. Okay. Well, let's talk about Fulton County. You want to talk about Fulton County? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, we've covered stories like this in the past, and I like covering stories like this because it's important, I think. Um, we covered a story like this out of, out of New York with Rikers Island. 
in the state that Rikers was in. Or it's probably still is in. Oh, I, and I haven't said either. The uh, This is something I haven't pointed out. Uh, the DOJ is looking into the Harris County Jail. <laughs> so that'll be maybe someone can force them to actually start giving medical attention to detainees in the Harris County Jail. Um, but this is from the appeal. Internal report details severely malnourished detainees at Atlanta area jail. The facility's medical provider described people with mental illness wasting away in a unit overrun by an outbreak of lice and scabies. Early in the morning of September 13th, an officer at the Fulton County Jail in Georgia found a man slumped over on the floor in his cell in a unit that houses people with mental illnesses. He was covered in lice and feces, the officer wrote in an incident report obtained by the appeal. The officer had gone to the man's cell uh, to take him to the medical observation unit for psych observation amid concerns about his rapidly deteriorating health. Uh, after finding his body, she radioed for medical help. Other staffers arrived began performing CBR. He was 35 years old. Uh, the court records point to a history of mental illness that precedes his time at Fulton County Jail. He'd been arrested in Alabama in 2017 for allegedly stealing a car while he was homeless. After his arrest, the, the Alabama court ordered a competency evaluation, and while his test was pending, he cycled in and out of jail and court-approved placements uh, at a treatment facility and group home. His trial uh, on the theft charge was set for April 2021. He didn't show up, and a warrant was issued, which will ultimately lead to him being held without bond in Georgia after a misdemeanor arrest in June. In the days before the man's death in the Fulton County Jail, officers had become alarmed by his condition and attempted to have medical staff intervene, according to the incident reports. There's more of this. Um, the guard who found his body wrote that she had communicated with mental health staff and a sergeant about his living conditions and voiced concern. A second officer reported he had told a psych nurse that the situation needs some attention <clears throat> and had attempted to have medical staff move him to the medical observation unit earlier that way. Earlier that week, he also shared his concerns with the same sergeant. A newly obtained report from the jail's medical provider reveals that the man's final days were indicative of widespread neglect of the jail's most vulnerable detainees who were wasting away in squalid conditions. At the time of his death, more than 90% of people in his unit were so malnourished they had developed uh, cachexia, is that how you pronounce that? A wasting so. syndrome. Yeah, a wasting syndrome that typically affects people with advanced stage cancer. According to the report by NAFCARE, a private company that provides health care to the jail's detainees, NAFCARE reported that the men were detained in 50 cells and most were barely functioning. Over 90% of detainees had not been receiving essential medications or completing the ADLS, which refers to activities of daily living, such as showering, dressing, using the toilet, and eating, according to the report. I'm saying by Atlanta-based civil rights group, uh, they were, quote, they were literally physically, visually breaking down, said Devin Franklin. Movement Policy Council for the Southern Center for Human Rights, and a former public defender. The report also states that every person in the unit had lice or scabies, and in some cases both, and that the outbreak was discovered on or around September 13th, the day the man's body was discovered. So, I'm going to stop there for a second, I guess. Um, 90% of people were so malnourished, they had developed uh, cachexia, wasting syndrome, that typically affects people with advanced stage cancer. Yeah. 90% of people in a single unit at the Fulton County Jail. There are POW that treated the POW uh, than what I, I is alleged here. Uh, and the, the, here's the thing about this too. Yeah, these are these are death camp conditions. I, I don't think yeah. I don't think this is a this is a fucking death camp. Yeah. Um, these people 
are in jail. Now, a lot of people, this distinction doesn't come to mind immediately. But jail is where you put people who have not been convicted of anything. Right. There are some sentences for people... Yes, they are awaiting trial. Many of these people are awaiting an information. They haven't even been formally (laughs) charged. And they're sitting there in these conditions in a fucking death camp. Yeah. Not convicted of anything. Was this the same story where the family member and who six? I'm sorry, you're you're breaking up quite a bit. I didn't hear that question. Sorry, I I said, um, is that the same story uh, from the same man uh, family uh, eaten alive by insects? Oh, 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 I know what story you're talking about. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the same, but it 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 might. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. But either way, uh, it's it's the awful, awful questions. Like, like here's the thing, right? If you took someone, and this is what the, their mental health, or they stick people who are mentally ill. Uh, yes, this is the this is the uh, this seems like it's the psych unit. This this Just seems based on it, that like, information. You had a family member who had some type of mental mental health condition, uh, and you know maybe they do something illegal, or you know they, they they're sent to jail on the suspicion that they've done something illegal. They haven't been formally charged yet, let's say, mm-hmm. um, and and you, they're just taken away in a cage and then left there to die. Like if if you or I did that, one we would be in prison. <laughs> we would probably oh, yeah. go to prison for that. Oh yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's just this awful, awful dose. And, and you know, I, I, we talked about this in the past, but I, I, it bears repeating every time. Um, a lot of people just do not care once someone goes to jail or prison. For most people, there's no distinction at all, in fact, um, for, for those things. But for a lot of people, it, it seems that, yeah, they just don't care. They don't care about the health and wellness of the people in cages. Uh, they feel they just write them off as well. They they did something wrong, so they lost their rights. You know, yeah. blah 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 blah. Uh, and you know, even legally speaking, that jail is not supposed to be that. Oh well, you know, they did bad. And they, no, 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 jail is just like, hey, we're holding you here while you await trial or right. wait, you know, being charged in 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 venue trial. <laughs> here's the here's the part from the piece. Almost half of the roughly 3,000 people held in the jail have not been formally charged with a crime according to analysis of the population of the facility on September 14th conducted by the National ACLU and the ACLU of Georgia. Many of these people have been detained at the jail for months with some held for more than a year. More than 200 people were detained only for misdemeanors. Yeah, this is a death camp. Yeah. It's a yeah. fucking death camp. And, and this is one of the things, too. There's an attorney out of uh, Georgia who I was... They, they did a post about how... I don't know if I'll be able to find it without derailing everything. But they, um, there was a, a, a sort of breakdown of how they're doing bond denial in Fulton County. That they are... Uh, Effectively denying bond in in unscrupulous ways, which is very common. It happens in Harris County too. Um, in fact, I think Bennett might be at war with a judge right now who's doing that very thing mm. in Harris County. Um, but 
denial of bond, right? And this is something that in Texas, mm-hmm. there's in Texas, it's expected that you're going to get bond, right? But the mm-hmm. way that they do stuff in Texas is that they'll raise it to like, let's say your bond was originally 5,000 and they mm-hmm. want to deny you bond, but they legally can't. Well, now your bond's 500,000. Oh, right. So, yeah. You're not getting out, even if you, you right. technically have bond, right? But you can't right. pay yeah. it. Um, and apparently there are similar things happening in Fulton. So there's a lot of people who were detained there who I don't know. I, I do not know any of their individual cases. But based on what I've heard is going on in Fulton County, there are people detained there who had their bond denied in unscrupulous ways for unscrupulous reasons. Mm-hmm. So they shouldn't even be there. <laughs> they they should not be there, and yet they're they're locked up in a death camp. Yeah, without having been convicted of anything. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is the same jail that's fairly notorious. Uh, is yeah. that correct? Fulton County is uh, a notorious yeah. jail. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's it's notorious in the same way that Rikers is notorious and the Harris County Jail is notorious. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, Lady Jane said that she's spoken to people who have who have said that between Fulton and Harris County, uh, Harris County is worse. Mm. Which is amazing to me. <laughs> Shocking to me. Yeah. <laughs> there were yeah, there that's... was somebody in Harris County who wasn't getting medical attention and um, their bond was denied. By a judge here, yeah. I mean, you see videos of like, uh, you know, cops mistreating like people in jail, like uh, roughing, like being rough with them, and then when they ask for medical attention, the cops just essentially just don't do anything. They're just kind of like, oh, well, that's too bad for you. Yeah, yeah. And people think, and this is the thing. I got this reply <clears throat> from from somebody else when I sent this story to them. Um. Uh, I texted to them and their their reply was like, you'd think people would be more careful not to get arrested in, in those kind of situations. And I'm like, they're innocent. Right. They have not been convicted of a crime. These are innocent people. Definitionally. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, 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 I know, dude, I, I just hate that so much when people immediately put the onus on the person uh, who, yeah, sure, could could all of us have acted more, you know, prudently in some of the, some of the mistakes we've made in, in our lives? Sure, but that doesn't mean we're always at fault for them. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, like, if someone, for example, like, uh, let, let's take the old classic case of a woman who goes down a, a dark alley at night wearing a short skirt. Right. Uh, and she's raped. Uh, you know, if that if that alley had been notorious for, you know, people being raped in it. Sure. Maybe it's not the smartest thing to do, uh, but you should never say, oh, well, you know, that's what she that's what she gets. that's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. Right. Like, no, no, that's not the standard, sir. Well, the reason. Uh, no, even even uh, you're exactly right. And 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 the reason that we have that this expectation that people who are not convicted are innocent definitionally is because the state does not know the difference between a person who is innocent because they haven't been convicted yet. And a person who is innocent because they didn't fucking do it. Right. The state cannot tell the difference. And if they happen to have somebody in a jail who didn't fucking do it, they're being subjected to this same treatment. It's not like a hundred percent of the people in that jail fucking did it. Right. 
And truthfully, even if they did do it, those are still unacceptable conditions to put a human yes. being in. Yes. Um, even, you know, so. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Even by the letter of the law, these people are innocent. And this is how they're being. Yeah. Yeah. These people are innocent, definitionally. And they're being treated this way. And frankly, uh, you're, you're exactly right. These kinds of conditions would be unacceptable in a prison where everybody was convicted. Yes. <laughs> like, this, this uh, is totally unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, you could say, sure, people should be more careful to get a... If you're, like, in Harris County or Fulton or whatever, uh, and it's like, yeah, maybe, you know, be careful. Uh, you don't want to do anything that could get you arrested. Uh, sure, you can say that is, like, you know, a practical prudential. Uh, you sure. Know, right. Uh, advice where it's like, hey, just just be careful out well, there. Well, just like you might uh, tell, give practical advice to somebody not to walk down a dark alley in a skirt, like right, it's right. not. It, maybe it's don't not do normative. that. It's not. It's not saying. It's not putting judgment or moral blame on you if you right. like, if you are attacked. Right. Right. Like, like no, the full blame for the attack is on the attacker always. Like, like you could say that I have some type of response. I should careful but morally speaking who is morally at fault is the attacker you know and we should explain a little bit of the thought process behind that because there are some people who don't agree and i I will i will put it this way responsibility for an event is zero sum okay so if 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 somebody has responsibility for an event and someone else has responsibility for that same event the person the, the second person's responsibility actively takes away from the first person's responsibility. It's zero sum. There is only so much responsibility pie to go around. Right. And if you say that an individual, let's stick with the short skirt thing. Why the hell not? If you say that that individual is responsible for what happens in that instance, the individual who walks down the alley then you are actively taking blame from the person who did the actual bad yes. act. The what the woman who walked down the dark alley, what she's responsible is walking down the dark alley. That's what she's responsible for. And she's there's not nothing inherently wrong a, with that. Right, no. And the, she's not responsible for what another person chose to do. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. The, Right. So. So, yeah, you can say both are responsible, but they're responsible for different things. And uh, if, the you woman say, if you make the argument, the if you say this individual, let's say the individual who commits the assault, the rape, let's say that individual, mm-hmm. you're, if you're saying, well, she's like, you know, 10 percent at fault for walking down the dark alley in the first place. The individual who committed the rape is only 90 percent responsible for having committed a rape. Right. Yeah. That doesn't wait, make so, any goddamn yeah. sense. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's really, it really is like, you know, they're, they're essentially saying, they're essentially almost taking, you know, implicitly the rapist argument that, well, she was asking for it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Which you can, you can make the dispassioned sort of analytical view of, you can take the sort of dispassioned analytical view of, well, it wasn't smart to do that. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people make a lot of not smart decisions all the time. Exactly. There's no reason we need to victim, you know, engage in victim blame because of. Exactly. So to to observe that that was not an intelligent choice is not to say that person is at fault for what happens to them. 
Yes, exactly. By another person who chose to do something to them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like you could, like you could do that with anything, right? If someone uh, gets shot because uh, they just like walk down the street, they could have chosen to stay home. But that doesn't mean they're at fault for being shot. Right. <laughs> right. Well, let's say, I mean, you take a case of road rage. Let's say somebody cuts somebody off and the person right. who was cut off hops out of the car and shoots the person who cut him off. Well, you shouldn't have cut him off. That was dumb. He committed a murder. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Someone's motivation is not a justification for their actions. Like, just exactly. because you, you there, was a, there was some type of uh, prior motivation you had from someone doing something else that doesn't give you the right to do the thing. You and know? merely having created the opportunity for another person to right. to take a bad action does not... You're responsible for having created that opportunity, sure, but you are not responsible for their choice to take the opportunity. Exactly. That is, yeah. Those are two different acts. And the responsibility yeah, for out. that second act is 100% on the person who takes the opportunity. Yeah, if you walk out into a crowd, or if you walk out of your house and go down the street, uh, you're engage- You're opening up the opportunity, or more of an opportunity, you know, if we want to be real technical, uh, that you will be murdered by someone. But as you said, just because you're opening up that opportunity by, you know, putting yourself at more risk by leaving your house, that doesn't at all mean you're to blame for whatever happens to you out there. Right. Uh, that, that's just absurd to me. Right. That That logic, taken to its extent, nobody should ever drive a car. Nobody should ever go out into the world. Yeah, right. Like if if that's your if I mean honestly, there's a there's there's more risk to going out and touching grass <laughs> than to just sitting in your house because you're out there in the world surrounded by unpredictable human actors. There's you that logic falls apart as soon as you apply it anywhere other than. Well, a case like 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 we're talking about, like where where people feel good about blaming the person who was hurt. Yeah, I, I don't get the yeah. Like again, if someone just wants to make a dispassioned argument about well that you know that well X or Y that wasn't a, okay, but I'm always skeptical of people who jump to that first and say nothing of the moral wrong of what was committed to them. Sure, you know what I mean. Like they're so quick to jump on. Well, that was a dumb decision. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's the, very much like the let's take the Perry case for example. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. Um, I think it's probably not smart to approach a vehicle with a, with a gun in Texas. Sure. I think that's probably not smart <laughs> to <Yeah>. do. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, uh, that does not mean that Perry is not responsible for killing a guy, especially right. if the threat, if there was no threat to him. And if his, right. if his fear, right, the, the, regular self-defense logic if his fear was not reasonable yada 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 right Mm -hmm. all of that all of that still applies and just because somebody made the choice to walk toward a vehicle with a firearm in texas Uh that does not mean they deserve to be murdered exactly right (laughs) so there's there's some inherent risk to walking around with a firearm in texas absolutely yeah um but that doesn't mean you're asking to be killed Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, I, 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 people can't parse that, I think, in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. But if you try to apply it, I mean, just like, just like we said earlier, if you try to apply it anywhere outside of where people try to apply it, it just doesn't work. The logic is fundamentally I've broken. also seen, 
I've also seen people take the style of argumentation when, like, someone gives them an ultimatum, for example. Like, if I, I if someone said, if you step outside into your yard, I'm going to shoot you, right? In your If, you, if I step outside into my own yard, I will be shot. Um, and then I do it, and then I'm shot. I, there's not insignificant amount of por- portion of people that would be like, well, you were warned, so yeah. it's really your fault. Right. Yeah. It's like, right. okay, sure, they gave me that ultimatum, but they have no morally, they have no right to impose that ultimatum or enforce that ultimatum. So, no, I'm not responsible for them doing that, actually. Right. <laughs> right. Or anytime anyone threatened you and it went poorly for you, it would be your fault. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is nonsense. Plainly nonsense. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, it's. Anyway, that's the explanation for that thought process. Like, there's no... Because I know that there are people who disagree with it, because fundamentally, like, on a a gut level, it makes sense to be like, well, don't do a dumb thing, right? And and Mm -hmm. it's true. Don't do a dumb thing. Doing a dumb thing can end poorly for you. Absolutely. But that's a self-preservation decision. That's not a decision based upon your having responsibility for someone else's bad action. Um, Your responsibility not to do a dumb thing goes only so far as you want it to. Their responsibility right. not to hurt you as a result is absolute. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's a, it, that's, that's how that breaks down. It's, it's not so much saying that it's not stupid to walk down a dark alley in a short skirt. It is, but that's fine. People are allowed to be stupid. Right. There's nothing wrong with being stupid. <laughs> Some people have you have the right to take more you have the right to take more risk upon yourself that you doing that does not mean you were responsible when someone you know bro uh, it's the core argument people were having during covid and they can't COVID, see it COVID, yes yes exactly but the core argument was about risk assessment i am yes. willing to take a greater risk than you are and you should not impose upon me your risk assessment right exactly that was the whole, that was the core of the argument during COVID. Yes. Yes. Because the whole, yeah, the whole argument for lockdowns is, well, well, you could be infected. Right. right. You could be infected. <laughs> well, you could spread yeah, it. You could, could do could all be. these things. Right. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but I'm willing to take that risk. If you're not, stay home. Right. But don't impose it on me via, via uh, uh, state fiat that my risk yeah. assessment's wrong. I mean, it's the the whole argument about risk is really like the the underlying issue with like almost a lot of status arguments. I guess I won't say all but a lot of them. Uh, gun rights, right? Uh, or gun people who advocate gun control, right? It's like, well, you could go shoot someone. You could go shoot a bunch of people. With, uh, if you know, if we allow immigrants into this country, they could go and commit a lot of violent crime. You know, uh, all this thing. It's all risk assessment. It's all all the way down. Yeah. Um, well, it's the same thing as like like carrying a gun, right? Like you shouldn't be allowed to carry a gun, right? The argument being, oh, right. the argument that people will bandy about is that like, well, if you carry a gun, it's like X amount of times more likely to happen to you that you, that that the gun gets used on you. Okay, except that that might be true for some people. Hell, it might even be true for me. But my personal risk assessment says otherwise. My right, risk exactly. assessment for the way I live my life says I should carry it because someone's more likely to hurt me with their gun. Than mine. Right. Exactly. So, like, yeah, if if you want to say that, okay, we're in a state where there's no guns whatsoever, right? The chance of a gun being used against you is zero. Okay. Sure. Now, let's invent a gun. 
uh, at that point, <laughs> the, the the chance of a gun you using a gun on yourself is now uh, not zero, which is an exponential increase. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, but so at that point, you're going from a zero to a non-zero probability of it yes. being used against you, uh, right. which is a massive increase, right, from nothing to something. Um, so at that point, yeah, you could say that the risk is much, much greater than it was before. That's a true statement. But that doesn't mean it's high or mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you have the right to arbitrate someone else's decision because of your what your version of what you think their risk assessment assessment should be right right uh, how i assess risk how you assess risk that that's a personal subjective thing that is not something uh that you know you can impose upon someone else and it also makes people responsible for other people's decisions in a terrible way whereby like for example mm-hmm. let's use the gun carrying thing right so maybe i am x number of times more likely that someone else is going to use my gun yeah. against me than a different gun fine fine maybe that's maybe statistically broadly that's the case but i can do certain things to make that less likely I can I can conceal better. I can do there. I can keep better control of the firearm. I can have the firearm in a in a holster, maybe with a with a different retention mechanism that somebody can't just grab it away from me. I can do there are a number of things I can do to reduce my risk versus someone who doesn't do those things. Yeah. And obviously, as we just said, of course, the risk is exponentially higher going from, you know, nothing, a non risk to some amount of risk. Yeah, right. That doesn't mean the risk is high. You know what I mean? So even when they make that argument, it's like, okay, yeah, it's true. We could say, you know, relative to nothing. Something is much higher right. uh, than nothing. But well, depending on where you are and itself. what you're doing, most people don't yeah. need to carry a gun. Most people aren't in danger. Right. But it's the one time when you were, yeah, that and you, you didn't account want for. It. Yeah, right, that's when exactly. it becomes a problem. Yeah, but the uh, just like that, I, I just don't. I, I've I've never. It's that same. It's that's the same logic applied applied to a different situation, and the people who apply the logic to the first situation would be up in arms and are exactly. often. Yeah. Right. It just doesn't make any, it, do, it doesn't, you're right, you're right to point out that all of these disagreements are about risk assessment. Yeah. They all are. Uh, or, you know, well, drug use, right? Well, you could overdose, or you could become addicted, or, you know, things like this. Uh, it's always about, well, th- this thing could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it is ultimately just a fear of, well, freedom, right? Because freedom implies risk. Go, you know, if uh, you could say that if we were all like locked up in a single room and let's let's imagine some u- utopic scenario of this dystopia where, uh, you know, everything you could ever want, uh, like medical attention, you know, uh, leisure was provided to you in this, you know, magic cell you had. Uh, you could say the risk of other people encroaching on you in your cell is probably fairly low. And sure. if everyone was let out of their cells. Now it's much higher because you're now going from a zero percent chance uh, in this in this metaphor to um, you know non some percentage right yeah some percentage um, that's a massive increase in risk and you know I I think most people would so and some so you have to your mic got that, really most... mad at that car that was passing and it cut out a huge chunk oh I'm sorry <laughs> you're I'm fine sorry. Okay. you're fine. Uh, I'll go back a few seconds. Uh, I, most people would accept that you can't just lock everyone in their cells and keep them as a prisoner because that would reduce risk assessment, uh, qual, qual other people, right? Right, Like, right. In, in relation to, 
other individuals. Um, so they, they, they have to accept at least some amount of risk uh, or like um, acceptance of risk in general. Um, so it seems that it's always just like sometimes it goes to the degree goes too far and then they stop accepting it. Like for conservatives, the risk of gun ownership uh, is acceptable to them. It's not acceptable for drug use for them. Um, they just have like different like um, like levels or gauges, I guess, for their risks, right. like different things. Um, you know, what causes that? Who knows? But, you know, it, it's all ultimately like a risk assessment thing. You know, immigration. Well, you know. These immigrants could come over and commit violent crime. That's why we can't have anyone. But when you make the argument that, okay, uh, children who are born, uh, comparing, uh, you know, a child who is not born, who is born, the child who is born has a written, is an increased potential that they kill you, grow up and kill you. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. if that child never existed, they couldn't kill you. So every time uh, a new child is born, there now comes a new risk that you could, they could do something horrible. They could be the next Hitler. You know yes. what I mean? Some mass murder. Um, but we wouldn't accept that argument uh, for, for children, but for immigrants, it's uh, uh, seemingly okay to Totally fine. Argument. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. right. Which is uh, the... Oh man! Now that I'm thinking, about it, you know, you 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 mentioned that like freedom is risk, that yes. that freedom carries with it uh, risks that cannot be alienated from freedom conceptually. Correct. And um, it reminds me of I used to listen to a guy on the radio out in West Texas named Robert Pratt, <clears throat> and Robert Pratt was kind of a conservative guy, but he was like he was sort of one of those. Uh, guys who's he wouldn't label himself as like a paleo or anything like that but he called himself a civil libertarian he was kind of conservative but he was a libertarian guy and he said something that has pretty much stuck with me forever and that is that freedom hurts oh yes freedom hurts freedom allows freedom freedom necessitates that you must watch people Perhaps even people you love do things that you would not have them do. Right. It yes. requires that. Yes. As, yes. As a basis. Um, like, you know, I, I know tolerance is like a, kind of like a bad word nowadays because it has like this connotation of like liberal version of tolerance. But I, I do think there's a certain level of uh, that, like a certain level of tolerance to so not support, but like accept other people will commit non-aggressive, non-aggressive actions in freedom that you despise. Yes. Right? And that you're not allowed to interfere with. Yeah. Um, that is ultimately freedom. Right. Uh, and, and like the, the, the whole thing about like risk, it's like, you know, I, there are many good cases. And I think the dichotomy between freedom versus security is not truly a dichotomy, but I, I think the people who are like obsessed with being secure, um, I don't think freedom can be sold to them well. No, um, like like I can make an argument that you would be more secure in a free in in a freedom, um, and I think that's true. But that's not to say. But there would still be more risk even with that security. Do you know what sure. I mean? Like yeah. you would be. I, you can. It can be both. You can have a lot of security, but the risk level is still heightened because you know uh, people could you know use their freedom. It, you know, compared to like in a state of where everyone is in a cell the risk between prisoners who can't interact with each other fairly low approaching zero um in that in that analogy 
um, once they're out and they're able to freely, you know, open carry weapons and everything like that, yeah, someone could pull out a weapon, shoot shoot me in the head tomorrow. It's possible. That's a risk. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that, well, freedom is wrong, therefore, right? Because once right. you start... Once you start arguing that, well, it's too risky for this to happen, uh, then you seem to have just thrown away, you've given up the ballgame at that point. Because you then have. you're like, okay, well, once you introduce that argument, now let's talk about all these other things that, well, you know, bad diet is risky. So now we need, you know, a national health institute to regulate everyone's diets. Right. Um, driving is risky. Now we need to, you know, micromanage exactly, you know, what cars people can drive. Not just that. Like driving that. is risky. Therefore, self-driving cars only. <laughs> right. Like that's yes, a, exactly. like that's a, that, and that's something that's yeah. a very real possibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all of this ultimately comes down to risk assessment, I think, where it's it's like, yeah, everyone is like sometimes maybe even unconsciously doing their, the the basis for their argument is that this is too risky to tolerate. Yeah. Um, you know, immigration is too risky. All You know, conservatives will make this argument that, well, immigration is too risky because you have all these, you know, foreign cultures coming over. And what if they indoctrinate my child into their culture and then, you know, my whole society destroyed, so, you know, that type of stuff. Um well, if if that is like the crux of your argument, then yeah, you. I don't think that that type of person can support freedom while holding that. While holding no, that, like, that uh, they're kind of they're um, they're sort of mutually exclusive. There is an important yes. point to sort of lurking under what you said there, and I, not not exactly there, but earlier, um, you described sort of this this sort of. Uh, or, or you touched on the existence of this continuum, and, and I want to really put a spotlight on it. That is ultimately, the continuum is everyone's in a cage, or people are free. Like, that's the, that, yes. is the, that is the, continu- yes. those are the two extreme ends of the continuum. Correct. And everybody but us, basically, <laughs> um, <laughs> sort of lands somewhere in that range. As opposed yes. to just saying, well, if something is wrong here, then it's also wrong there. Wrong things are wrong. So, right. so the <laughs> tautologically, right? So yes. you're, if, you're, if your logic is being used to justify a position on that continuum whereby uh, I don't want people all to be in a cage. I just want this little aspect of their life to be in a cage. Well... Mm-hmm. That same logic could be used to justify putting them in a cage entirely. Your, 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 whatever fuzzy line you're drawing on that continuum is not going to hold up. It just can't. Right. And also, and also, if you're a very paranoid person or like you know very jumpy or something, uh, your assessment of risk might be very, very different. Right. And so, like, if your argument is that, well, we should make restrictions, legal restrictions based upon risk, someone else who has, a, you know, a, is much more perceptible to, like, anxiety from that risk or from certain, like, certain risky behaviors might view that as more detrimental to other risk and then want to put, in, uh, you know, legal restrictions on whatever they're scared of. And ultimately, it just becomes a race to the bottom where it's like, we're going to make illegal everything we're of um and that ultimately does really describe the current status quo it does uh, yes very well. uh, you and have all these like, it's interesting roles yeah and uh well it's yeah. interesting that you touch on paranoia because now i'm thinking mm-hmm. about um i wonder what the effect of the neuroticism of the internet 
is having on people's opinions oh, in this way. Yeah. So like if people are becoming, cause I think ultimately what's led to all of the, I, I think there's a, a, a core, um, that it's, I, I, I don't want to be too monocausal here, but I think it's an important, an important element of what we've seen from the left and the right, especially in recent years is finds its root in neuroticism. Not in logical thinking, not in even ideology or religion, but in neuroticism. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of that neuroticism is driven by people's uh, consumption of of media in various forms, mostly scrolling Twitter, right? Doom scrolling, but but also other stuff as well. Uh, Irrational fears, things like that. If you look at the right, if you were just exclusively on in a right wing online bubble, say um you would think you would probably genuinely believe that there was a trans person about to rape your child around every street corner yes absolutely if you're on the left if you're on a left-wing ideological bubble you would probably think that there were white supremacists around every corner about to lynch a black person yes um you know what i mean so (laughs) it's it's very important you brought up that point about the neuroticism that drives this like fear and this anxiety because there are so many things that are just like being pushed into like the uh the general like parlance the general uh observable uh that is just it should be fringe like and i mean by should be friends i I mean it is a, a fringe thing to be worried about a very like you know not yeah not that it will never happen or doesn't happen because obviously risk implies that it could uh but, the but fact it's an that, outside chance uh, like yeah right yeah. yes uh yeah like every so, other bad thing happening to you in your life it's an outside chance yeah. and i mean real bad thing right. not like losing your job there's always a chance of that but like a real bad right. thing happening to you it's always an outside yeah. chance yeah yeah the, the world's pretty fucking safe <laughs> like for right. most people like i i think it really all does come down to like if I think a, a, a libertarian has to have a, if you're a libertarian and you're not, but when when I'm making this point, I want to say when I'm saying this, I, I'm I am talking specifically about the libertarians who are like in their hearts libertarians, not the people right. who are like well I'm I'm looking for a new ideology. This I seem to agree with them a lot of the time, so I'm going to label libertarian. I'm talking about the people who truly like embrace the philosophy and kind of like live it. Um, uh, those are the people who are willing to believe that, okay, someone could uh, shoot me tomorrow because they're open carrying and they have very easy access and they could shoot me tomorrow and kill me. Uh, and they'd be like, okay, uh, that's a wrong action, but that doesn't mean that we can, it's justified to restrict other people because that right. could happen. So it seems that to me that libertarians are extremely like, like, you know, um, bleeding heart libertarians are a true believer libertarians are like, yeah these bad things very well could happen and what is your point comfortable right? so, with risk uh, i mean you, you, and yeah. and to a certain extent you have to be comfortable with risk which is why which is why i make the point on a relatively consistent basis that yeah the world's pretty safe at least for us um yeah. uh the the world is is pretty safe if you especially if you live in the first world you the bad things that happen to people are exceedingly rare and so the right. the, the 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 it's it's important to keep especially i mean just a constant there is a constant drip feed of panic and paranoia that people have fallen prey to such that neuroticism is the order of the day like the like the when, you think about uh, it, all the all yeah. the all the 
all of these sort of post um all okay from like think about feminism from the third wave forward right mm-hmm. um there are core aspects of that ideology especially academically and there are different schools and things like that and i get it but there are there are core aspects of it that have exploded into a level of neuroticism that i think we haven't seen culturally at least not in any way that i'm aware of like um yes and i think it finds its root in in uh i'm talking specifically about about like third wave feminism forward the idea Mm -hmm. that like for example all sex is rape right and all men are rapists that is a deeply neurotic idea Yes, it is. Yes, you're approaching every single interaction with, a, like, a female-to-male interaction with paranoia inbuilt into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a... I, I, I think, but that, that, to me, seems to have expanded now such that it's everything. Also, on the news, right, you were talking about, like, the media. Like, uh, implicit in what the news does is hyper-elevate things that are marginal into the forefront, right? Yes. For example, uh, the fact that it's something is newsworthy implies often that it's not the norm uh right so for example um uh, how many times do you hear about well uh, a lot of people most people alive today were not murdered yeah yeah <laughs> right uh no, you know people you, the news has no interest in reporting the everyday occurrences that everyone already right or the Something evening news would read the evening right. news would read like well uh f- uh some 90% of working age males woke up and went to work and then went home today. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, everything was fine. mostly relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of car yeah, accidents and, and there were many people caught in traffic, but uh, most right. people weren't. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, again, this is just something I don't think this is necessarily can be fixed because I, I think intrinsically to what the news is, we are going to be more hyper aware of things that would we would view as potential risks. Yeah. So I don't really think this is a problem that has a, 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 a fix necessarily, but it is something to always be conscious of that when you're watching the news, um, and especially if you're a, a consistent news watcher, like if you're, if you're someone who like you frequent news all the time and you watch it all the time, I think a person like that, if they're not careful, they're very much um, likely to believe that the things that the news is saying and repeating are more apparent, um, they're prevalent. more uh, prevalent. Thank you. They're more prevalent than they actually are. Yeah. Um, because you're, you're hearing it from multiple different sources and you're hearing it repeated. Right. And when there's this repetition, you, it, you almost have this repetition of, oh, this is an ongoing thing. This is an ongoing problem. Uh, and, you know, it may be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, so, it, yeah, it, things that had these things that happen. And it's not that these things that these horrible things that happen are horrible. But you have to put it in, you have to appropriately, like, demarcate it in a place where, like, oh, yeah, this is rare. Still very rare. Uh, the world in general is not as dangerous as the media would like you to believe. Yeah. Most people are not as neurotic as the most extreme elements on the right or the left. I, I think that's, uh, you, you talked about news media, but I think a lot of it, too, especially in sort of the world that we're in, is doom scrolling. Where it's, where yeah. it's like the, the, just the amount of doom scrolling that people do. And it's all about fucking it's, it's all about like, okay, so what's the worst thing you can imagine? That's happening all the time, all over the place. It's happening. Right. Um, and I just don't think that's the case in life. <laughs> no, 
It's not. Like, again, how many times, like, think of all your interactions you've ever had as a person. How many of them made it on the news? <laughs> like, think about all the things you've ever done in your life, every interaction, whether it be good or bad. How many of them actually made it on the news? Yeah, none of it. I mean, it's you know just like, I mean? I, 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 and I, I've had interactions. Like, this is this is the thing. This is how safe the fucking world is. I was uh, working in. I was a Walmart cop. I was in asset protection, and I was at one of the uh, more. We'll we'll we will say that this Walmart was kind of the hood Walmart, right? This Walmart was not kept in great shape. A lot more stuff locked up at this location than others. <laughs> um, that kind of situation. And there was a guy who walked into the Walmart and he was, uh, this actually happened in a, in a few different ways. Um, one guy walked in with a 1% patch on his Bandito's jacket. Um, which, or his banditos vest, which if you don't know, the one percenters are guys in motorcycle clubs that are proud of the fact that they are outlaws. Um, the, the, it comes from an old article about, uh, motorcycle riders about how, uh, there was a, it, it was a, there was a motorcycle PR group that was trying to make motorcycles seem less scary culturally. I think this was in the 1970s or something. And he said something like one, only 1% of motorcycle riders are, are actually do illegal things. And so a bunch of the motorcycle clubs were like, we're the fucking 1%. <laughs> so, I mean, guys with one percenter, uh, patches, guys with all kinds of stuff. A guy walked in one time who had lightning bolts and a swastika tattooed on his neck. um, like, like people who were like truly like hard guys walk mm -hmm. into this store and I have to check their receipts and they just show me the receipt and leave. <laughs> right. Like uh, that's, that was my interaction. That was the extent of my interaction with those guys. How y'all doing today? Can I check your receipt? All right. You're good to go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and these are like hard dudes who are criminals. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they're just going to Walmart and buying food and leaving. Right. That's the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the world we yeah. live in. It's not right. that dangerous out there. Just be a little bit careful. You'll be okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the kind of thing that would terrify. I mean, there, there were and there were people who I worked with. There were people who were in that store who were terrified when a guy like that rolled through or a, or a mm -hmm. guy walks in with with his gang tats on on the back of his hands and stuff. And it's like clearly visible and mm -hmm. stuff. And people were people were afraid. And I'm just like, they're here to buy food. <laughs> I'm not I'm not worried. <laughs> but that's also, how that's how it, dangerous the world is for most people. Right. I think people like it's risk. It's, it's fear. I think people want to be safe from ever having to feel like being in a position where they feel like afraid, which, you know, I can understand, you know, you don't want to feel, you don't want to be in a position where you feel afraid, but I think what separates libertarians from other people is that they're willing to feel afraid and not be like, this person should be arrested. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> Gonna do? Uh, a yeah, guy walks into a Walmart with lightning bolts and a swastika. What am I going to do? A preemptive strike? Right, <laughs> am I just going to shoot him right there because I'm a little bit because uh, I think he might be right. dangerous? No. 
doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh-huh, right. Like, but, yeah. And people I, have, I think, a, have a problem seeing the world that way. I'm sorry, continue, I interrupted. Right. No, the world is simultaneously safe and risky. Like, those are two true statements at the yes. same time. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, the risk is not as high as you think it is, but there's still some risk, and you have to be okay with that, really, if you want to, like, respect other people and their dignity. Absolutely. There was a there was a short, bald black guy that I worked with at that Walmart. He was also in AP. The Nazi didn't beat him up either. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, there's... <laughs> That's just the world, man. <laughs> it's there's most people are safe. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Uh, right. And I think, I, I, I think the man, you really got me thinking about the neuroticism of it all. <laughs> Cause that's what it is, man. That's the core of it. It is. Yeah. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. Um, <laughs> you had something else too. Uh, it was the, yeah. I it was just a dumb thing. It was I, I think I'm happy to do I'm happy to do a dumb thing because we had a couple of heavy okay. conversations. <laughs> yeah. So this was I believe this was from either from Trump or one of his like uh, packs. Um. Uh. So so for a little clarity, a story came out a while ago. I don't remember where it was first published in, but Ron DeSantis apparently eats pudding with his fingers. <laughs> He, uh, so apparently the uh, people were saying, uh, like some inside sources said that Ron DeSantis uh, would go into meetings and eat chocolate pudding with his fingers. Okay. Like, I just, he, he would open a pudding cup and eat it with his fingers. Um, apparently, okay. <laughs> I just, I just searched a phrase I never thought I would ever type, which <laughs> is Ron DeSantis pudding fingers. Yeah. <laughs> okay news.yahoo.com why is the Trump campaign mocking DeSantis's pudding fingers <laughs> uh, if you can play the play the political ad uh, if you can. I would be uh, happy to <laughs> okay. okay hold on I gotta I, I didn't want it to start playing before I opened it so I'm opening it right now sure. um oh man oh I need to I, 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 I need to look at this story. This is hilarious. Ron DeSantis loves sticking his fingers where they don't belong. And we're <laughs> not just talking about pudding. DeSantis has his dirty fingers all over senior entitlements. Like cutting Medicare, slashing Social Security, even raising our retirement age. Tell Ron DeSantis <laughs> to keep his pudding fingers off our money. Oh, can somebody get this man a spoon? Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertisement. <laughs> Ron DeSantis on, loves sticking his Start it over. Oh, man. <laughs> and the whole video is a guy with a suit and a red tie eating eating pudding with his fingers out of a jello cup. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the ad was released hours after DeSantis quietly signed a six-week abortion ban and a closed door. So yada yada yada. Um, what's the deal with DeSantis and pudding? Oh my god, this fucking website. What? There's so much fucking filler text. Jesus. I know. Um, 
A report in the Daily Beast last month cited two sources who said DeSantis has a propensity to devour food during meetings and had once eaten pudding with three fingers. (laughs) (laughs) An interview with Piers Morgan shortly after the report was published, DeSantis said, I don't remember ever doing that. Maybe when I was a kid? Sometimes they have really good ammunition, he said of the political attacks. For me, they're talking about pudding. Like, is that really the best you've got? He added, saying he wouldn't eat pudding now because of the sugar. (laughs) I love the... Hold on. I love the fucking doom, like, like, like... The music... The voiceover? Oh, yeah. The music, it sounds like... Like a villain theme from a video game. Putting fingers where they don't belong. And we're not just talking about pudding. DeSantis has his dirty fingers all over senior entitlements. Like cutting Medicare, slashing Social Security, even raising our retirement age. Tell Ron DeSantis to keep his (laughs) pudding. I am... Make America Great Again, Inc. Yeah. God fucking speed. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait until, like, uh, the primaries when uh, Trump is uh, calling DeSantis putting fingers on stage. uh, Yeah, Yeah, between court dates. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, between you, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That is that is the funniest thing. Yeah. That is amazing to me. <laughs> Pudding fingers. Well, uh there's the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I am I, I am ah boy, I love the internet. <laughs> I fucking love yeah. the internet, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that to everyone's attention. <laughs> I like how we had, we started with Jack the Dripper and then we ended with Pudding Fingers. I think it's a nice bow tie. Oh, it uh, really you know. is. It's fucking, yeah. that is, that is, it's a day in clown world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's why it's the end times continue, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect name perfect for a show. Car. You wouldn't eat pudding with three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's very funny. Um, do you have plugs? Yeah, uh, com. I hope to have next week. Um, and uh, ace underscore orchestra. That's it. Yes. Uh, that was, you broke up a little bit. That's ace underscore orchestra on Twitter. Yes, correct. Yes. Um, and pacing Joska, J O U S K A on Twitter. And uh, that's it for me. Um, boy, that is. That's putting your Everyone go congratulate uh, Dean on passing the bar if you haven't already. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, And thanks to everyone who did comment. I posted a little tweet that wasn't like, I I didn't make it into a big thing, but I posted a little tweet and there were many people who were congratulating and I'm very thankful to all of you for that as well. Um, And uh, okay. 
well, that's that's it. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the show. We'll see you again later, guys. Bye. Peace. <laughs> 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 Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.